Hello and welcome to the Grove. This is the complete timeline of Shurima. After being granted knowledge by the Targonians, ancient Shuramans built a sun disk in Niramazith. The prototype failed for unknown reasons, but with the help of Ixtal mages, a new sun disk is built on what would turn into the capital of the Shuraman Empire. After its construction, Sitaka became one of the first ascended, and with the Chalakar, a weapon forged by cosmic forces and brought from the celestial realm, she would lead the ascended host to centuries of conquest across the continent. With Ixtal being one of the first independent nations to join the Shuraman Empire. The Sun Disk was ancient long before the pinnacle of the Shuraman Empire. Nasus and Renekton knew of its power and used it to ascend to face a dire threat from mysterious beings. After centuries under Shuraman domination, the Akathians organized a rebellion against the Empire, even killing and ascended at their borders after toppling half a mountain. In one battle, the Akathians seemed surprisingly close to victory, as the slave warriors and mercenaries of Shurama fled. Still, the tides changed when the Twelve Ascended at the head of the army joined the battle. Without any other options, the Akathians unleashed a weapon they had found underground. In that moment, Akathia's fate was sealed. The void was summoned, destroying Shuraman and Akathian armies all the same, as well as Sitaka, the warrior queen of the Ascended Host. Few survived the event, and the war that followed would leave Akathia a barren wasteland. Afraid of the power of the void, the Ixtal mages would use their elemental magic to hide Ixokan in the wilderness, isolating themselves from the outside world as the Ascended fought to seal the void rifts. In the end, Shurama would be victorious, but only at great cost, and the horrors seen in those battles would afflict the mind of the surviving Ascended. Sometime later, a young emperor, Azir, was persuaded by Zirath, his magus, to attempt the fabled ascension ritual, despite ancient warnings to do so only in times of direst threat. Azir's hubris proved disastrous. As the sun disk focused the dawn's rays into a transformative beam, Zirath betrayed Azir, shoving aside his emperor and stealing its power for himself. In an instant, Azir was obliterated, and Zirath remained as a spectral being of pure malevolent energy as the desert swallowed the city around them. Nasus and Renekton, ascended heroes of Shuraman legend, sensed immediately that something had gone wrong and rushed to the sun disk. They hurled Zirath into a chain sarcophagus, but the magus shattered it into shards. Renekton dragged Zirath into the tomb of the emperors and shouted to Nasus to seal the door. With a heavy heart, Nasus entombed his brother and a madman in the buried ruins for all eternity. Or so he believed. Bereft of purpose and scared by what they had endured in facing the void, many ascended became twisted in body and mind, naming themselves Darken, and raising hordes of mortal warriors to conquer the world. The war that ensued, the next great war after the Void War of Akathia, would be known as the Great Darken War. On one side, the Darken. The other, the remaining mortal populace of Runeterra. Eventually, the aspects who had inspired the creation of the ascended were forced to intervene, imprisoning the Darken within their own accursed weapons. Millennia later, in a market at the edge of a desert, a stranger appears. Cassiopeia, a noblewoman from Noxus looking to hire a guide to take her to the fabled lost city, concealing her true motives of claiming the power of the Ascended for Noxus. But not just any guide, she hires an owner of a legendary blade, the mercenary called Sivir. Five days beneath the broiling sun, a scout spots towers juddering upward in a stairway leading underground. They climb down into the darkness and come to a huge serpent statue silently guarding the door to the tomb of the emperors, and Cassiopeia, looking closer at the guardian, smiles. The ancient weapon is a key. Taking advantage of Sivir's distraction with the tomb, Cassiopeia stepped in close and rammed a blade through her back. Sivir collapsed in agony, her lifeblood soaking into the sand. She picks up Sivir's blade, puts it into the lock, and the guardian's curse is triggered. The stone serpent comes alive, impales Cassiopeia in its jaws, the venom sears her flesh like acid. 
The Serpent's Curse is a terrible price of Cassiopeia's ambition, but it also promises a power she never imagined. The tomb door opens. Renekton emerges twisted beyond insanity, followed by Zirath. Sivir drags herself away, lifeblood flooding from her wound, and then succumbs to the darkness. As Sivir lies betrayed and bleeding, something incredible occurs. Though she does not know it, Sivir is the last in the bloodline of Azir, Shurima's lost emperor, and as her blood soaks into the ancient sands, a deep magic sparks to life. Resurrection. First, Azir's mind, and then his body, snatched back from oblivion to be reborn. Then he sees Sivir, and wonders at her face. He sees himself in this daughter of Shurima. In that moment, he has no thought of empires or rituals. He only knows she needs his help. He must take her to the Oasis of the Dawn, the Mother of Life. He prays he is in time and does not dream that he, Shurima's greatest emperor, can at long last earn his ascension and bring back his broken city. He dares not dream that if he can save her, Azir can save them all. Azir was able to save Sivir before turning his attention back to Shurima herself, raising the sun disk from the sands. But without the lost seal of the emperors, some would claim Azir has no right to rule Shurima. Intent on proving them wrong, he sends his most trusted warriors to recover the relic. At this point, Zirath and Renekton have been unleashed from the tomb of the emperors. Nasus, haunted by his brother's heroic sacrifice, is relentlessly pursued by Renekton in his mad thirst for vengeance, believing Nasus to blame for his imprisonment. Bristling with power and resentment, Zirath plots to reforge Valoran in the fires of revolution. After hearing word of the Empire's restoration in Ionia, Talia made her way to Shurima. From the coastal city of Belzun, around the borders of the Sai, heading to Kenithit, and then Bikaura on her journey to the capital. On the way, she found the fatally wounded Sivir and brought her to safety within the city's borders. Nasus, who had been searching for the remnants of the Emperor's lineage since Azir's return, also found his way to Vikaura. Before he could meet his intended target, Zirath assaulted the city with a force of mind-controlled warriors from scattered tribes and his own incredible power. As Zirath bombarded the city with his soldiers and laid waste to its inhabitants, Nasus finally found what he saw in Sivir and her savior, Talia. He told Sivir of her importance. With her blood having restored Shurima, she would likely be instrumental to the nation's future. However, Sivir had never cared for the ancient legacy and told Nasus she wanted no part in it. Nasus gave Sivir a magical pendant to keep herself concealed from Zirath as they escaped the city, as Nasus turned to face the powerful Magus himself. Zirath had come to end Azir's lineage completely, and the two clashed in a battle the likes of which Shurima had not seen in ages. Though Nasus could stand against Zirath for a while, it did not last, and his foe's immense magical power felled him. But Zirath did not want Nasus to die just yet. He had his enemy's death planned out, and Renekton would kill Nasus. Knowing a confrontation between the brothers was inevitable, and how durable Nasus was, Zirath brought down the buildings of Vikaura upon the curator's head, burying him completely before departing. Renekton eventually finds Nasus in the sunken library, and the battle ensues. All the while, one of Azir's warriors recovers the relic and brings it safely to his emperor. The city of Shurima has risen, and nothing will ever be the same.